Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sara Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host Sara Davison shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sara Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. On today's episode, we're diving into is revenge the best medicine? Now, For those of you that are going through a tough breakup, maybe you've been cheated on, maybe your partner's being incredibly difficult or even very unkind to you right now, I know that revenge can feel like the right thing to do. In fact, I had a client turn up to a first session with me and she got out of her car and as she walked to say hello and greet me, she said, I want to show you something. And she popped the boot of her car and inside the trunk was bin bags full of her ex's clothes, chopped up into little bits. Now, her story was that her best friend had come over the night before. They decided that it was the right thing to do. Now, my client was living in the house her ex had moved out. So she had access to all his clothes and her best friend had come over. She felt really angry as well. Now it's super common for your close friends and family and people that really care about you to feel the emotional impact almost as strongly as you do from a breakup. Maybe they became very much part of their social circle or they accepted them in as part of the family. So if they've treated you badly, then obviously they are also going to be caught up in that emotion. So you can see how it follows that they might decide with you that the best thing to do is to go and cut up his clothes. And this is exactly what had happened for this client of mine. So her best friend had come over, they'd had a couple of bottles of wine, and they were thinking about how they could get back at her ex. Now he moved out, he was living with somebody else. It was obviously very, very painful for her. So they got the big shears from the kitchen drawer and they went upstairs and after a couple of bottles of wine, cut through a lot of his suits, bagged them all up. And she was going to go and drop them on the doorstep after our coaching session. So, mm, okay, I was a bit surprised. I've never had anyone turn up at my clinic with that in their trunk of their car before. And as it was our first coaching session, I realized that there was some work to be done in that session. Now, another client of mine, Helen, had been married for five years when she found out her husband had been having an affair. As soon as she confronted him, he left straight away, moved in with the other woman and left her alone with her two kids. He made plans straight away to start a family with this woman. They were talking about getting married. And Helen found it, understandably, very, very upsetting. She was completely bewildered. She hadn't seen it coming. Now, because of this, she was refusing to sign the divorce papers. When she came to me, it was her lawyers who actually referred her to me. And she gave me a call and said, look, I'm really, really angry with him. And what's happening is I'm refusing to sign the divorce papers because 
He's making me so angry. He's moving on so fast. And I'm trying to put the brakes on because I just can't cope with the fact that he's moving on. I'm really angry. And she was spending a lot of her time just walking around in absolute rage. And obviously, with two young kids, this was having a massive impact on her family life. It also meant that the divorce had dragged out for a very long time, much longer than it needed to. It was becoming extremely expensive. But she was adamant that she wasn't going to sign the papers because she wasn't going to give him permission to move on after what he'd done to her. Now, this, of course, is an understandable reaction. Now, this is something that Helen and I worked on in our coaching sessions together. Another client of mine found out that his wife was having an affair. She was having an affair with a married man. So he decided to phone the wife of the man she was having the affair with to tell him that his wife was having an affair. Now, in his rage, he felt that actually spilling the beans and outing them for their affair that he had discovered would be the right thing to do. He wanted to hit them where it hurt. Now, understandably, he was incredibly angry. He was very hurt. And actually phoning this woman to tell her that her husband was being unfaithful with his wife would make him feel better. And it did. It really did. When he picked up the phone, he spoke to her. He felt a lot better because he had taken an action and he felt it was the right thing to do in the moment. He thought about it. He discussed it with some friends and he decided that he wanted to out them to make their life very, very difficult. However, what he hadn't anticipated was the fallout that this caused the wife. So all three clients in the moment decided to take their revenge. So whether it was chopping up the clothes, whether it was Helen refusing to sign the divorce papers to put a halt to that process going ahead so her husband couldn't get married to somebody else, or whether it was the husband who called up his wife's boyfriend's wife to let her know that there was an affair going on, her husband was being unfaithful. But the challenge is taking revenge is a very serious thing because it may feel good in the moment. And all three of them told me in the moment, it felt really good. However, there are always consequences to our actions. And in these cases, the actions were quite severe. So my first client who chopped up her boyfriend's clothes ended up having to financially compensate him for those clothes. Now that cost her a lot of money. It was difficult for her. And she really, really regretted what she'd done. Now, my client, Helen, who was refusing to sign the divorce papers, was actually, in reality, keeping herself very, very stuck. And when we discussed what was going on and we dug a lot deeper into her case, it was really obvious that the impact was not only on her ex not being able to get married to his girlfriend, but also a huge negative impact on her. Her actions were actually hurting her physically, emotionally. She was feeling very tired, very stressed all the time. The anxiety carrying around that amount of rage is very, very draining. It was also having a very negative impact on her two children. Now, whilst they were still very young, two and three years old, that negativity, that intensity of those harsh emotions of anger and rage, kids pick up on this, you know, they do, they are like little sponges. They are super sensitive to emotions. They can pick up on whether mommy or daddy is happy or sad, whether they're stressed, whether they're uncomfortable around people. You know, kids will pick up on that. 
But as much as we want to try to hide that from them, and Helen was trying her best not to talk about it in front of them, but her general state of mind was obviously hugely, hugely affected by the amount of anger she was carrying around with her. So actually, it was having a very devastating effect on her life and her kids. So whilst revenge can seem like the best medicine and it can feel amazing in the moment, as my clients described to me, it was actually a sense of getting justice and paying back for what they've been put through. Actually, it's really, 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 if ever, in my experience, the right thing to do. Now, I can hear you saying, but that's so unfair, Sarah. You know, how can they just get away with it? Well, yeah, I know if someone treats you bad and they're unkind to you, and sometimes in cases where people maliciously go out of their way to upset you or torment you, it can seem so unfair and revenge or getting your own back in some way, letting them know how you feel by making them suffer can often feel like the rational thing to do. But, and I'm going to say but here, I'm afraid, revenge is not the way forward, guys. You know, this is where we have to dig really deep. You know, the best way forward is never to take revenge because you're sinking to their level, right? If you take revenge, you are being as badly behaved as they were. Now, I'm not saying it's easy because I know it's tough, but there is a certain elegance in your response, a certain strength of personality, a certain respect for yourself. If you just hold your head high and do the right thing. Now, holding your head high and doing the right thing when someone is going out of their way to upset you or has done really horrible things to you, I know is not easy. I know that. I've been there and I've been through times where It may seem the easier response just to go back and say, yes, but, or take your revenge in some way, or hold up proceedings, or just be difficult back because they're doing it to you. But I can tell you this, hand on heart from experience, it's never the right way to go because you have to live with you, okay? And if you do things that go against your morals, your values, your beliefs, that is in the moment, that isn't thought through, you're the one that has to live with those consequences because it takes you down a notch to their level. You become somebody that if someone lowers their standards with you, you then lower your standards and meet them on that level. But actually the way to get out of this situation, the way to turn it around is to realize that one, you're damn lucky to be out of this relationship. If they're going to treat you like that, if they have that little respect for you, if they are intent on being difficult or making your life harder, then you don't want these people in your life. Show them what you're made of. Show them you're made of better stuff. Show them what they're missing by holding your head high and just getting on with your life, okay? Don't sink to their level. Chopping their clothes up, refusing to sign papers is only ultimately going to hurt you, okay? What I want for you so, so much is for you to take your control back and not be impacted by their behavior, their actions, the things they're saying and doing. You know, we can't control what other people do. We just can't. But we can control what we do. We can't take responsibility for their actions, but we can look at them and think, you know what? 
pity is a great antidote to some of these negative feelings, some of those feelings of revenge. You know, I feel sorry for you that you feel it's okay to treat people like that. I feel sorry for you that your standards and morality are so low that that is acceptable behavior for you. Because in my world, it isn't. My world, my standards are higher. My world, I act in a different way. And that's where you stand up tall, you put your chin up, your shoulders back, your head held high, and you turn and walk the other way. You do the right thing. Now, this extra bit I'm going to add in here, some of you are going to be going, Sarah, you're crazy. That is just never going to happen. But please just consider it, okay? I want to plant the seed, even if you're not comfortable with it right now. Now, what I'm going to say is be kind because you can't kill anyone with kindness, but actually being kind to people who are being unkind to you. There's some kind of shift that happens. I don't know how to explain it, but I've tried it many times. And when you're just genuinely kind and you say a nice thing or you find a way to still be kind in the midst of all that hatred and vitriol and unkindness and bullying, it really just elevates you to a safer position for you. And also they're left looking going, wow, how are they still holding their head high and carrying on when all this is going on? You know, and people around you, whether it's your friends and family or your legal team will look at you and think, wow, you know, that person is made of strong stuff. That woman, that man, they've got a real inner strength that no matter what someone throws at them, no matter how unkind someone is, they're just going to step back and get out. You're not going to get down and dirty. You're not going to get down in the mud and roll around and throw the punches. Now, it's a very expensive way to get divorced if you start doing that by stepping away and allowing yourself just the freedom of that space, not allowing yourself to engage in that negative energy. I promise you things will start to shift for you because your focus is elsewhere. The more you engage, the more you're focused on what's going on. You're focused on the negativity. You're focused on the bad behavior and its impact on you. By walking away and holding your head up high, look, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I know it hurts. It does. But those punches might land, but by not engaging and walking away, you are stepping out of that toxic energy. You are no longer feeding it, okay? So what that means is, you move on, but Sarah, I can hear you saying now, but I'm still really angry. I can't just walk away and do nothing. No, we need to release that frustration, that anger, that annoyance, that hurt in other ways. Absolutely. But there are positive ways rather than revenge. We need to flip the revenge. For those of you that listen to my episode on flip it, my flip it technique. Yeah, we need to flip the revenge into something positive. Okay. Now, what could that be? Well, that could be taking up kickboxing or running or pummeling a pillow whenever you feel frustrated because you still need to release that energy somewhere. Okay. But what I'm suggesting is you don't direct it in a negative way towards your ex. What I'm suggesting is we take it, we do the dignified thing and we walk away, but we still need to release that energy. Otherwise it's going to come out in other ways. It's going to impact our mental health. And I, I really know that, especially with the pandemic right now, you know, there are enough mental health problems. We need to take that energy and release it some other way. Now, the exercise is a great thing because you're releasing that energy and exercise will change your state in an instant. And that, guess what, gives you a boost to your mood. 
So that will work in an instant. Okay, but there are other things that you can do. You know, going to see a good osteopath who can just give your body a workover or have a massage, something like that, that will actually help your body to release too. Because it's not just the emotional side, it's also the physical side. Our bodies hold a lot of emotion. You might realize actually this, I don't know about you, but do you have a weak spot in your body that when you're stressed, maybe you get a stiff neck or your back goes, or maybe you get tummy ache. You know, our bodies hold a lot of that negative tension, okay? And it's quite normal to have a weak spot. So you know if you are getting particularly stressed or you're worked up about something, maybe you get a headache or something triggers for you that's your tell, your sign that you're under immense amounts of pressure or you're carrying around some negative energy there, negative emotion that you need to release. So I always recommend some exercise just to release some of the energy, which is a quick win. And don't worry, it doesn't need to be a fast sprint. It could be just getting outside in the fresh air, somewhere with nature. If you're lucky enough to live near the sea or in beautiful countryside, or if there's a local park near you that you can just get outside and have a walk, you know, just physically moving your body helps. Getting that physical release from a massage or a osteopath or a physio, somewhere where your body's getting manipulated so that it actually starts to release as well. Also a really, really good idea. Now, watching your words and phrases, obviously, if you keep talking about it, guys, you're going to keep reliving it. It's true. <laughs> if you keep telling your sad story, if you keep wallowing in the misery and telling your story about what's going on, then you are going to relive it over and over again. So we have to shift that onto something else, okay? So I suggest writing your breakup bucket list, spending time with people that make you smile, make you laugh, watching a funny movie, something that's going to change your state instantly is a really good idea here, okay? Because that lingering upset hurt will follow you around until you start to shift things. Another top tip to remember is when you're out and about and you are walking around, have you noticed this, by the way, that most people are looking down? Most people are looking down or they're just looking immediately in front of them. Very rarely do people look up. Now, just try this because I promise you by lifting your head up and looking up. So, for example, I was out this morning for my run and I run through the woods and I was looking up this morning to the very, very top of the trees. And then there was a blue sky above. Pretty rare at the moment in the UK, but there was today. And I was noticing this thinking, wow, and how tall are those trees? And you know, noticing the birds in the trees and the clouds, but my head was up. I was looking up and I'd noticed that most people just look at where they are, the right in front of them as they're walking or at their feet even. Now, the shift in looking up, whether you're walking down in New York, looking at the top of the skyscrapers or whether you're by the lake looking up at the open skies or in the mountains, just looking up or in your high street, looking up wherever you are, try looking up and notice the difference it has on you. So many people are looking down and especially at the moment, we tend to look down if we're worried or stressed or sad. So that just obvious shift looking up is going to change your state but also it makes you more curious about what's going on up there because quite often we never even look, right? So looking up is another really good tip, super simple and easy to implement, okay? It's not going to take any energy, but just a different shift. 
And remember, if you carry on doing things the way you've always done them, you're going to get the same results. So try different things. Try doing things differently. Zhuzh them up, as my lovely friend Sue talks about. Zhuzhing things up, changing them up, doing things differently. So looking up is a really simple technique. And I know that it works because I use it myself. Also, another thing is don't hold those emotions in. If you do need to talk to somebody, then find a really good friend who's positive and constructive, who you can go to for advice, who's happy to help you. Remember, not like my client I mentioned tonight who had her best friend over who helped her chop up all her ex's clothes. No, not that kind of friend. Please, no, not that kind of friend. But somebody that you trust to give you constructive, positive advice that isn't going to lead to negative consequences. So, you know, talking to them or reach out to a coach. You know, I have a community of coaches all over the world that I've trained who are breakup and divorce coaches. You can check them out on my website, saradavison.com. You'll find on there, book a coaching session. Some of my top coaches there, you can go in and book a coaching session with them. They're trained. They specialize in helping people through this, as do I. So you can book coaching sessions with me too. Or come on one of my retreats. I run virtual retreats. So I have people from all over the world joining me on my virtual heartbreak to happiness retreats that you'll also find on my website, saradavison.com. But what you'll find from there is you'll get information tailored to help you. Everything that I talk about on my podcast, obviously, but I tailor it to you and I support the virtual retreats with live webinars. So you get to ask me questions, you get to talk to me. We meet every week for six weeks. And also you get a nice support group of other people going through similar things, which, you know what, I think that is the best part of the retreats is the friendship groups that are created. And I've been running retreats now for over 10 years. And I still have delegates who've become best friends from the very, very first retreat who still keep in touch they go on holidays when we're allowed to. They go dating together, like speed networking and all sorts of things. But they're there as a support group. And having that ongoing really gives you an extra boost as well. So please remember that revenge may feel good in the moment. Okay. And there's no doubt that it, it can feel great at the time, but it's very, very short lived. Whereas if you can flip that into a positive way of channeling that negative emotion, then that can create something that's much more rewarding. Not only do you leave a legacy of, wow, she or he nailed that. You know, they took the high road, however tough, they took the high road and they got on with it. But you're still dealing with those emotions. It's not like you're stuffing them down and not addressing them. Now, you know, that could be, as we talked about, pummeling a pillow, something simple like that. But having a support team around you to help you through is going to be vital in helping you deal with that, process it, and letting it go. Because feeling bitter, and I think it was the very wise Jennifer Aniston, who I absolutely love, by the way, who said that feeling bitter is like taking rat poison and then standing by waiting for the rat to die. The only person it's hurting is you. And in the moment, the clarity on that kind of thing goes out the window. I know that. But actually, by listening to this podcast, by hearing some other ways that you can consciously channel it, you will see that actually moving forward with your life and letting go that negativity will not only be good for your mental health, but also your physical health, your friendships going forward, 
and will open doors and opportunities to help you move forward rather than keeping you stuck. And after all, the podcast is called Heartbreak to Happiness. So that's what we're aiming for. So I hope you found it helpful today. And I hope it gives you another perspective that will turn revenge into something much more positive that ends up setting you free and back on the path to feeling great about your life again. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.